Welcome, dear friends, to the Taviret, a Wheel of Time podcast hosted by three gentlemen for whom the very wheel itself bends around. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Bill, Rob, and Rich. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tavrian Podcast, the podcast where three men have been spat out by the Wheel of Time, but most of the time only two of us show up. <laughs> hey, when one's not sick or says I have to work for a living. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, did you did you hear the R. Peggy show that I did the day after you guys recorded? Uh, is that the Grandia Collection episode? Yes. Yeah, you sounded... You sounded rather hoarse. <laughs> yes, I was rather hoarse, uh, and Rich took great delight in taking the piss out of me every time my voice cracked. Well, thank God Rich will never get sick in his entire life. <laughs> yes. Uh, Chris a bitch. <laughs> but yes, I, I had a very sore throat, and uh, the, if you listen to the yeah the Grandaya Collection episode of R. Peggy, you'll hear my voice the day after you guys recorded. The day before, I could just barely speak. <laughs> my my voice was slightly disturbed. I do think people would enjoy hearing that, despite the fact I really wanted to talk about Moraine growing really tall. Well, that was I, that was one of the things I was thinking because like, you early on mentioned magics that that I said I use once and then never ever <laughs> use again. I was thinking this might have been one of those yes, instances. that yeah. was one of those moments where it's just like she. I think there's I think there's some uh, bits later on where. They say like they appear to be taller and more grand, and they mention mm-hmm. things like that. But there's never an example again in the books of Moraine or anyone else growing like twenty feet tall and stepping over a wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill and I, or I'm sorry, Rich and I, uh, thought kind of kind of expanded and thought maybe it was an illusion. And as everybody's focused on this enlarged Moraine, she kind of put her head behind the cow and, and ducked out the back door with everybody else. I'm not sure, man. Uh, I'm not sure. It's one theory. I think I think she genuinely grew 20 feet tall and stepped over the wall. Um, so why yeah. can't everybody do this reverse Ant-Man move? <laughs> I know. I know. Well, maybe it doesn't actually offer much other than to scare the crap out of people. Well, but, I mean, I know been, also... It been uh, well used in the last battle, I can tell you that much. Possibly. But again, like I say, if it's you're 20 feet tall but you're as weak as a mouse... <laughs> well, Rich did say, and I, I didn't even bother to look back, but there was a passage in that scene where I guess one of the white cloaks swung at her and hit her and broke his sword. Um, yes, but I assume that was Lan. <laughs> uh, I said that must have been some other secondary spell cast in the background. <laughs> yeah, no, if anyone's breaking a sword without anyone having any clue it's being done, it's Lan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point, good point. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. She, you know, she was all disheveled on the other side, which you know could could make for her escaping around. But I mean, I'm not. I don't know. I'm just again, even if it was illusionary magic, I'm not aware of any other illusionary magic that's kind of well, used in that. The dishevelment could be from expending so much energy on such a big spell. Yeah. Pardon the pun. I'm just not. I'm just not sure. I think I. I like to think that she grew 20 feet tall and stepped over the wall. <laughs> I think that's a really cool thing to do. It's just like, <laughs> Soccer kick. She got a corner kick. One of those white cloaks back to the stag and lion. Shoot. <laughs> I know, but then I know. I know. Ace Ace Sedai is supposed to be reserved with their magic. They're not supposed to like flaunt it, aren't they? Because no. it, it creates True. unrest, especially in places like Berlin. <laughs> the but fact that an Ice Sedai was inside, grew twenty feet tall, and stepped over the wall yeah. is going to make him even like Ice Sedai even less than they already did. <laughs> True. True. True, 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 true. But yes, anyway, we're not here to talk about Moraine's powers from last week. We're here to talk Today. about Moraine's powers from this week. 
Yes, she, oh, she did with some more magic. I am so we're on the road. We're on the road again. On the Camelin Road again. Here we go on the road again. Yes. Here I, I, go. I was singing that song last week. Turn the page. Oh, not that song. <laughs> oh, I was doing On the Road Again by uh, Willie Nelson. But oh, no, I'm doing uh, Turn the Page by Metallica. Well, it's not actually by Metallica. It's covered <laughs> by Metallica. But, you know. Yeah, covered by Metallica, yes. yes. <laughs> Bob Seger, original. But no, both, no, both no, no one cares about that. Once Metallica's done a version, it's the best version of it. <laughs> Fact. Oh my! <laughs> Fact, everyone, you heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it on the Tarverian podcast. If Metallica cover it, it's better. <laughs> yes. Anyway, we've, we've been warned about you and your tangents. Although a Metallica tangent isn't a bad thing. Well, I did. I did note. I did make a note uh, from last week's show that you guys went on a tangent about the fact that I go on tangents. <laughs> you the time somewhere, huh? We, so we had tangentception last week. You had two chapters <laughs> to cover. There was no need. <laughs> Welcome to the Wheel of Tangents, yes. a, tangent, think, a tangent podcast where we tangent, tangent, tangent. I did also make a note of a tangent that you guys went on separately in the middle, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> My notes are long gone. <laughs> a, whole, a whole week's passed since then. <laughs> I, we went on a little bit of a Harry. I went. On, we on a, I went on a little bit of a Harry Potter tangent when oh, we were yes, talking about the, the um, magic set were only used once. Mm. Yes, and you went on the tangent about um, the time magic that Hermione has, and then it's yes. just like it's used in the third book and then never seen again. Despite the fact oh. that it seems like it'd be the most useful thing on the on the especially planet. when everybody's dying around you. I'm pretty sure in the books it's very clear that she's made to give it back to Dumbledore and he locks it up. Even still. I can't remember. It's been so long since I read Harry Potter. Wait until we yeah, finish yeah. the Wheel of Time. We'll do a Harry Potter podcast. Uh, I've read the books. I, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> well, when will we get to, when will we get to um, God, the first three, your podcast? First three books will be so laborious. Um, <laughs> anyway, I know. Anyway, I know. yeah, uh, yeah. Pod, podcast. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Cause me a podcast coming sooner. <laughs> as soon as we get done uh, this little uh, small quest yeah, when, of when, I'm, when I'm in my 50s and we finish the wheel of time <laughs> and you'll be a third of the way through your RPG list <laughs> oh, if, if we get that far uh, <laughs> I'm excited to finish Saga Frontier though 100 plus hour RPG off my list be very pleased wow. oh it's a beast it's a beast so, bring us back I'm, on I'm, point I'm both, I'm both upset and happy that the 8th scenario was cut from the game <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> I'm enjoying it. But also, I don't want another 20 plus hours onto it. Anyway, yes, like I say, back on back point. On, Off back tangent. on point. We actually do have a new review. Woo! Where's it from? The US uh, side. No, I was having from Canada. Oh no, I love Canada. Um, oh, yeah, I, I, I check. Uh, I check Canada. I uh, Great Britain, uh, Australia. We got. We got. I think we have an anonymous one, a five star review there. But this is from the Americas. It is a five-star review, and it is from Kelthazar. And it is Kelthazar. It's called great. Down to Earth and Fun to Follow. Overall, I prefer this Wheel of Time podcast the most so far. It's down to earth, and you can tell it's just three friends going through the chapter by chapter. I like that there's something regular, not Wheel of Time-related banter. I like that each has a different level of experience on Wheel of Time, and I like that they don't spoil anything if they haven't read it yet. We try, you know, I, you know <laughs> we, we, we try. I slip from time to time. I'm on book six of The Wheel of Time, and when I heard Amazon was making a TV show, I really wanted to find a podcast that was that was a read-through. I also really like that the I also really like that the chemistry between the three feels natural and doesn't feel like they're trying to please all types of audiences. When you try <laughs> to please everyone, you please no one. We have an audience. Oh, <laughs> I, I know. Oh, and also Rob. 
I don't know if readings with Rob are supposed to be comedic or not, but they're hilarious. Your attempted accents and voice acting Moraine is really bad, but it makes it so funny. Keep so keep on. Keep on keeping on, man. Um, that? Oh, carry on. Oh, keep, I just I keep saying, on keeping thank, on, man. <laughs> keep on keeping on. Thanks, Calfazar. So the, the funny thing with the, the voices, uh, about 90% of the voices, including every female voice I've done or will be doing, is just me kind of goofing, goofing off. The beautiful, <laughs> ironic thing is the one voice that I tried to do serious is Lan Mandragorn. A.K.A. Jamaican Land, A.K.A. J Land, A.K.A. Lanny from the Border. Lanny from the Border. Yeah, you got to listen to the readings with Rob at one point two five speed, and uh, yeah, well, it was, to what most of them, they, he is actually sounding quite Scottish now. <laughs> I'll give you that. He's he's kind I of sounding not Scottish. To change anything? No, it was just that one. I think there was just a couple of words in there which made him chapter really eight. Sound, yeah, chapter eight just made him really sound Jamaican. It was so good. <laughs> Uh, I, I was just, I was just, I was just busting up. It was, it was one of the funniest things I've listened to. In ages. <laughs> it was just I, that was the the one voice. I'm like, all right, people are going to be, people want a good land. I'll, I'll try my best to give them a good land. And you're like, oh, Jamaican land. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, it's it so good. Yeah, Jamaican land. Lanny from Thus the, the legend was born. But yeah, I have to say, most of the female voices are pretty awful. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait till Rand starts meeting more of his um, uh, he's a, he, yeah, significant more. others. Well, there's lots of other, there's lots of women in Rand's You may find some of the female voices. There's a, whole, there's, a how to, there's a whole tower for the magic users who are after, oh, yeah. <laughs> after Rand. Yeah, well, we get to like the, the third string, whatever that you follow around for a chapter. We, we have to figure out what this person was doing in the last chapter. They, they maybe have some some voices may be reoccurring. Let's just put it that way. On the Wheel of Time news front, um, well, there last week there should be something big today. Yep, something big today. So ironically, we are recording early in the morning because some people can only record at lunchtime while they're in London. Hey man, it's the rules. The big Wheel of Time Wednesday news drop has not happened as of yet. So next week, when everybody's taken it in, commented, advised on it, and moved on, we will we will premiere it next week. <laughs> yes, I love I love being late to stuff like that. <laughs> you guys know you know about this, but here here's another twenty minutes to talk about it. <laughs> so yes, so on the is it the Wheel of Time uh, Wheel of Time on Prime account? Is what it? on Prime? One time Prime. And I'm pretty sure they tweeted out like last Tuesday saying, "Hey, Wheel of Time Wednesday is gonna be really big." And then last Wednesday, everyone's like, "What was happening?" They were like, "Oh, oh, oh we we, we met next Wednesday." Wednesday. <laughs> Sorry, we put this out a day early. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. <laughs> Get your shit That's kind of a video game uh, news uh, move. Uh, news coming <laughs> next week. Please be excited. <laughs> yes. News News is coming. Be excited. Yeah. Four months the later. news is that there will be news. We're still working on the Grand Day collection, honestly. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, okay. that's a subject yeah. for another show. <laughs> so, you know... When things drop, obviously go to um, hashtag Twitter of time, uh, Wheel of Time on Prime. Uh, I'm sure Narg at the yeah, Daily Trollock. It's all about Daily Trollock. That's where I yep. go for my news. And Nablus too. I'm sure Nablus will drop a video about it as well. Oh, yes. Oh, we need to do our YouTube stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I need I need to touch base with Tyler. I know he's been mo moving, but I sent him a bunch of um, readings with Rob separate to, to put up there. Um, hmm. yeah, we need a couple of good episodes up there, but. Oh yeah! Once he's updated the episodes, and then me and you need to do a, uh, a special recording. 
Yes, our, that's uh, right. Um, our, I, I know you, you sent a tweet out, didn't you? Yeah, we did a little tweet on, um, we farmed for some information <laughs> on what's the community's like general favorite moments from the Wheel of Time. And so hopefully that's going to, Joe, this is one of those things where it's probably we're, we're picking the biggest subject first and we should probably choose a smaller subject. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Very I like, lead. I like the idea of doing the biggest subject first, doing that as our big first youtube video then doing some smaller ones and then we'll come back to it and be like all right now that we know what we're doing but yeah we want to do some more youtube content what do you think um, Rand's favorite fruit to eat is definitely a pineapple he's <laughs> I'm more of a nectarine kind of guy but okay i can see him just you know <laughs> hey, taking man, a, taking... that's racist against gingers <laughs> <laughs> come on now <laughs> I was just saying that I could see Rand using the one power, the little bale fire to slice the pineapple. You know, get uh, nice but pineapple. if it touches the pineapple, wouldn't the whole thing disappear? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'm not going to get into the bale fires of raisins to turn into a grape. I'm not. <laughs> these, no, these are the important questions. No, because it never existed. So it was never a grape to begin with. <laughs> it was never a grape to begin with. Uh, let's, let's not get into the semantics of bale fire. People always say that. What's well, spoilers? <laughs> spoilers, people. Uh, we're talking about bale fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing yeah okay anyway anyway I'm, i need to find a bell founder what's next yes go find that bell founder <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so we were on the camelin road we are sorry we, we 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 made our quick escape with the illusion or not illusion magic and <laughs> we're making our way the illusion east. of moraine <laughs> we are and we're back on the road again on the road again here i go <laughs> <laughs> my, first note, my first note here says <laughs> excitement of the adventure is starting to wear off Egwene starts to start to starts to pop off she regrets not having prop, proper meal or quality tea for days yes so the all the guys who are on chapter 18 the Cayman Road <laughs> yep. uh, so yeah they're all on the Cayman Road traveling towards Cayman obviously and the next destination is good old Whitebridge and I think they make a few comments on the um, location, saying that they're on a big winding road that goes around the Lan uh, Langdon Hills, is it? Okay, I know it was just, yeah. I, I forgot I forgot what name it was, but it basically it curves around a huge set of hills. So it doesn't go straight. And yeah, it's a meandering it, road. Yeah, Miranda, yes. And Egwene starts the whole... Um, uh, she's not. She doesn't mean to complain, but she's like, "God, I never thought I'd go off to taste of cheese." <laughs> and it's just like, Egwene, if I was there, I'd give you a slap. All right? <laughs> there is never a time when you can go off eating cheese. Cheese is amazing. <laughs> That's all you've had for however many days you're on the road. <laughs> yeah, well, she. Yeah, I think it was three days. <laughs> they mentioned. So it's just like, yeah, been on the road for three days. <laughs> she's just like, I'm so sick of eating cheese. Yeah, I, th I think Lan criticizes her. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be I wasn't trying to be petty I haven't had quality tea for days yeah so Egwene, Egwene still needs to do a bit of growing up yeah they're, I mean they're all still young they're still I mean they try to put on a, put on a brave front but they're still kids from Evansfield exactly so yeah they're not quite hardened to the road yet um, so she's, she doesn't mean to complain but she's still been a, a whiny little bitch <laughs> then after after a little bit more uh, dialogue there the horns start again. Oh, hang on. No, because oh. um, there's, there's, there's a very important little thing. Here. Oh, what did I miss? So, uh, uh, Nynaeve, uh, there's a little thing in there about how um, 
obviously she spent the first day just ignoring Moraine, <laughs> not <laughs> wanting to speak to her. And then she spent the last two days trying to speak to Moraine about the property, about the healing properties of herbs. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm obviously, smart. Obviously because of Jamaican land, she's getting into the herb. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> we don't own uh, the use of any anything uh, illicit. Uh, no, we don't. We do not. We do not. We do not. Uh, we do not endorse forkweed in any way. Is it forkweed <laughs> or fork root? I think it's fork root. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's trying, kind of funky. She's trying. She's trying to speak to Moraine about you know the, the properties of herbs, and Moraine's just ignoring Dunneve now. <laughs> so it's gone from it's gone from one end to the other <laughs> with those two. They just another to, bird in any side. Nah, they're just both rubbing up each other the wrong way constantly. Um, yep. But yeah, so just just a little bit of a character death position there, which is which is important to books seven, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, I, I love Robert Jordan because that whole thing comes back later on, and it's just like it's just, just one of these little things all over the place. That's that's the brilliance of the whole series. Yes, it is indeed. And yes, and then um, Lan mentions the fact that um, he thinks. Oh yeah, he tells no uh, Egwene she can't have tea because of uh, he thinks the Trollocs and Kevin's are following him. <laughs> I'm down with the Kevins, by the way. Yeah, so it so was rich, rich like that too. So. Yes. So all Merdrills, all the Merdrill are called Kevin. Are Kevin. <laughs> so yeah. So Especially he, speaking parts. So yeah, Lan, Lan thinks they're being followed, and he says, "Yeah, we they're definitely following us, but we don't want to give away our location by having the fire parts and, and fires." Yeah, indeed. And then it's like literally on cue, a big horn sounds in the distance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think there's a little Tarvrien moment here, oh, yeah. or possibly a little bit of insane guy coming in here <laughs> but um rand let's not forget you know the whole book set from his point of view at the moment um he hears the horns and he says oh about 10 miles away and it's just like so, dude you're a sheep you know how the fuck do you know how far away stuff is when you hear a horn <laughs> it's just like that's some crazy stuff man it's just like that's either coming from like some sort like of weird... teaching some Tam. Yeah, well, I, yeah, but I can't imagine Tam standing ten miles away and going, "Can you hear the horn? <laughs> this no, is like, ten miles." That, that's, you know, that's that's the that's the village. That's that's the village up ahead. We're about ten miles out. <laughs> yeah, but seeing a village and hearing something and knowing where it is, like, can you? I don't think you can hear a village from ten miles out. Our horn is like, I don't know, man. I I think this is like either Tarvrien influencing how Rand perceives things or something else from the back of his mind you know could, you could have some there yeah uh, that's that's what i think but yeah so i'll mark that down as a little tarvrien moment for now okay uh, yeah there's, there's no reason why Rand should know that uh, that horn is 10 miles away that's that's a good point that's a good point although you know knowing what we know i'm surprised <laughs> matt didn't make that connection as well yeah that's what i mean it's, it it seems like something matt would do that seems like the sort of thing Matt would know. You know, he's good with his. Bow I think maybe Matt in, in a few chapters up would know. Yeah, not spoiling anything, but there are a few books, a few books forward, Matt. <laughs> but yeah, we're we, but we're we're beginning to spoil stuff. So let's move on. <laughs> so yes, the horns. One thing I did notice real quick is <laughs> okay. that they discern that the fists are coming from different sides, and they seem to be filtering the party to a specific spot, potentially an ambush site. Yes. Yeah, because there's um, because uh, I think because yeah, they're ten miles behind and they have a little conversation, don't they? And I think Tom says, "What's to stop them from having a party up ahead of the road to, to come and cut yep. us off?" 
And I think Lan says, well, nothing really. And then I think they hear a horn from the other direction. I was yep. like, well, there you it's go. Another front one behind. <laughs> uh, yes. So uh. they're, they're, they're being taken from all angles at the moment. And so their choices is to head north or south. Lan does have a third option. He kind of teases, which yes. is immediately shot down by Moraine. Yeah. He says, there's another place we could go. And she's like, no, you shut up. like, no. Shut your mouth, boy. <laughs> we are boy. not doing that. Yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> um, so the, cho- the choices are to head north to the Arendelle, which um, has trading vessels. Uh, so they could possibly, uh, if they get very lucky, find a ship going down river and jump on it. Um, uh, but that all depends on whether the ice further up the river has actually defrosted to let them come down from, I think, Saldea, if I remember correctly. Okay. Oh, it might have been from further east. I think it might have been further east. Um, <clears throat> so that's one option, uh, but they'd have to go through the woods and over the hills that are very difficult to navigate. Or they could go south to the Tarendale, which they have no hope of crossing. <laughs> <laughs> and mm. there's no vessels coming down it because of the fact that it basically starts in the mountain mist. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so there is no, there is nothing upriver for stuff to come down and trade stuff with. So the Tarendale is a pretty crap option. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so eventually they're just kind of forced north. Okay. Yeah, so, so they're headed north towards towards the Arenal. Um, hopefully, luck will be with them. Yes, but they're, um, they're going through the woods, going up and down over hills. Over hill, yep. They top a hill and they see a fist of Trollocs, not Trollops, but a fist of Trollocs. <laughs> nope, fist of with Trollocs. Kevin at the lead. Yes, they, they run into one. So they've been, they've been ambushed. With the and only, I, the I, only I, hope is to smash their way through the fist. Yep, well, they, Land knows another, a quick way to get through the fist, but he, he, he doesn't hesitate. He's like, all right, boys. It's go time. <laughs> yes, get you get get your woe, get your bows out, get your axes out, get, get your hair and mark blade out, Rand. <laughs> we're going. We're smashing through the fist. <laughs> yep, there's a hundred of them with the Kevin, and I got you three. And so let's do it. <laughs> and so we're kind of so here we're treated to our first real battle scene. Yes, and it's pretty damn cool, but it's also pretty damn annoying that we seem to miss like two of the best moments <laughs> because it's set only from Rand's point of view. True, so true. Later, later on, Robert and Brandon get very good at during the battles in these books of flickering between different perspectives mm-hmm. to give you the overall feel of the battle from all sorts of angles. But this is just Rand on his horse. They charge down the hill. Uh, Land shouts out at the top of his voice, you know, for the seven towers. Mm-hmm. those lines. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I didn't write down what Land wrote. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. For the Seven Towers. Oh, for the Seven Towers. Okay, so Rand and oh. Perrin awkwardly think, uh, uh, for Melaferin. Yep. <laughs> and, and it does, even, even when you read it, it feels really cringy. Like, oh, come on, boys. And we're we're going to be hearing it uh, when we get to readings with Rob. That's, the, that's <laughs> yeah. where I went with that. But you're a bit like, oh, come on, boys. You could have done better than that. And then Matt. Now, Matt. They're first. What does Matt say? Uh, I said it once. I'm actually flipping through the books here. Uh, let's see. Oh, Karai al Kaldazar. Karai on Alasande. Al Alasande. That's what he says. Holy crap. What the hell was that? <laughs> the only bit I got from that was Alasande. Isn't she the queen from, from your from your tellings? Uh, she is the queen from uh, El, El Drain. Yes. 
but that's, so that's, her, that's her name in Thingy because that's what Maureen tells him afterwards. <laughs> that's her name in Thingy? In Thingy, yes, in the stories from Mount Ephraim. <laughs> uh, that's, her, that's her name in the Mount Ephraim language. So, Outside yeah. of that, just all Greek to me. Yeah, uh, so Matt, just out of nowhere, falls out, starts just screaming an ancient Mount Ephraim cry in the ancient Mount Ephraim language. Yes. Holy shit, man. <laughs> he, he doesn't even realize he did it. No. He's just like, oh. um, but yes, they have this big battle with these Trollocs. And basically, Lan just goes straight for the Murdrill and they start trading blows one for one. I love and, that everybody, good or bad, gives them their own dancing circle. Yeah, everyone's just like, fucking keep away from those two. Keep away from Kevin and Lan. Yes, don't, don't mess with them. <laughs> and one other note I have about the battle is that the Trollocs, the Trollocs are where. Da, 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 da. Well, they've got the hooks and... or, or with uh, snatch poles and hooks. Yes, they so, haven't got weapons. Pretty, yeah, pretty quickly we realize this is a kidnapping mission, not a, not a full-out assault. Yeah, they don't want the boys dead. They want them alive. So they're trying to hook them off of their horses. Um, and yet, meanwhile, Lan, Lan and Kevin are going blow for blow. And this is just an example of how balls out good Lan is <laughs> with a sword. Because... No one is supposed to be able to take on a murderer like toe for toe. <laughs> that's that's not supposed. Really to haven't be. met Lanny from the border. No, they haven't met Lanny from the border. But that's not supposed to be possible. It's kind of like the idea with the hierarchies of the good and the evil armies is that most normal people and even the really good swordsmen are supposed to be making their way through the Trollocs, where the Ace of Die then try and take on the yeah. the other creations of the dark one because they've got magical powers so they can attack the murderer and the drakkar and all those sorts of things uh but yeah the nor- your normal man is not supposed to be able to just wield a sword and take on a kevin <laughs> no no <laughs> but Lan, by the way i like... also since he's not here to defend himself i i also did you happen to listen to some of the some of the comments or comparisons he made between kevin's and 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 new jersey <laughs> oh yes i did <laughs> yeah, I, I actually have some good friends from New Jersey. So when he went there, my reaction was like, mm. "Yeah, but you can't really defend people from New Jersey, can you?" Don't don't you start. <laughs> I'm from I'm from a, I'm from halfway across the planet, man, and I know that. <laughs> <laughs> don't you start. Now, when um, he said talk about Jersey Shore folk, that's a different the Jersey Shore people. That's a whole. I, I dived in on that. Well, that's fine. Oh, yeah, I, I just assume everyone from Jersey is like Snooky. Kevin was dating Wow. No, see, that, 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 that's a, uh, I'm, only, I'm only saying that to play devil's advocate. I don't, I I don't really believe that because we've got, um, we've got, you know, a version of Jersey Shore over here called The Only Way Is Essex, which is where I'm <laughs> from. And Jesus Christ, I'm not like any of those people. <laughs> my, my pronunciation of the English language is pretty good. <laughs> in comparison and my uh, my pronunciation of the english language is awful <laughs> but in comparison to people in the only ways essex i've got at least five I know, cells I know. and one of them I isn't have... dedicated to breathing <laughs> he just but he went he didn't uh, i don't even want to really rehash but i just wanted to say we love our listeners from new jersey yep and i love, we love my, our listeners from essex uh, yeah love our listeners from essex and we love some good land cabin action yeah, land, land on Kevin action. You know, don't don't Google that on Pornhub. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, no, no. <laughs> uh, yes, so uh, they're having the big battle. Uh, Rand is not doing very well. <laughs> um, yeah, he uh, almost Trollocs, gets thrown, but yeah, never one Trollocs, really. One Trollocs got his leg and pulled it out of the syrup. He's holding on to Cloud with a, or as he describes it, with a death grip. 
So I can imagine yeah. his knuckles are just white with the blood being taken away from them. And Cloud starts to rear up and he's holding on for life and he's got Trollocs trying to pull him down. He can feel hook poles going over him. He mm-hmm. stares around. Perrin doesn't look like he's doing much better. One of the Trollocs is holding his axe. <laughs> and uh, when he turns around, he can see Matt on the floor and we don't know what's happened to Matt. So again, one of those type of things, I would have liked to have seen what happened to Matt and Perry during this scene. I would like to have seen their experience from their point of view. But we didn't get it. And then suddenly, everyone just lets go. All the Trollocs, all the Trollocs, <laughs> all the Trollocs just stop trying to grab the boys. Everybody just, yeah, they, do they run off scared or do they just... No, I mean, again, we look around. <laughs> and again, like I say, we've missed, we've missed the big moment of the battle. Kevin's head. Oh, yeah, I know. Kevin's been beheaded. Kevin's beheaded. He's still sitting on his horse waving his sword around like a lunatic, but he's been beheaded. And so, as we learn in the book, the Trollocs sometimes, but not always, are like mind-connected to their lead murderer. And so, if you, it's like, you know, cut off the cut off the head off the beast and you destroy the roots sort of thing. Yeah. So, literally, Lance cut off Kevin's head and all the Trollocs have fallen to the floor screaming in pain and agony. <laughs> Uh, so he's managed to take out an entire fist by himself. <laughs> Good old Lanny. <laughs> now, see, here's a here's a comparison between Wheel of Time and Game of Thrones for those those you know obviously. All right, no Game of, no Game of Thrones spoilers though because I haven't watched it. Well, not a game. Well, okay. <laughs> no, major, I can go for it. Like I said, well, after Sean Bean died, there's no point in watching. The <laughs> it's a similar thing with the White Walkers. Um, take out take out a sergeant like a theoretical sergeant and all the privates below him just drop you know take out a lieutenant everybody below him drops mm-hmm. so it's hard to pinpoint where you know now wheel of time is older than game of thrones but it's hard to pinpoint who got that thought first of cut off the head of the snake well type of. you've just answered your own question wheel of the times old wheel of times older and this is in the first book uh, yeah that's a good point that's a good point <laughs> sorry sorry game but of thrones fans but also yeah. this is this is a very common thing through uh norse mythology so uh i think I think technically the Vikings have that one. Oh, <laughs> from they, like, from like six, I think the Vikings years. came first. Yeah, Vikings came first. Possibly <laughs> the Saxons, maybe. Nah, I think, I, I think the Vikings. Yeah, <laughs> but I think Tom also comments that, that murderers or Kevins don't truly die until nighttime. Yeah, I like that bit because Tom's Tom just shout. Yeah, we don't know what we don't know what Tom was doing during the battle. He, he seemed to run in with everyone else, but <laughs> he well, just suddenly shouts out, "Very saying, nippy, nippy knife work." It's gonna take like twenty four hours for that bitch for that bitch to die. Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like Tom. How do you know this, man? Like, I know you're a Glee man. I know you know lots of stories, but you said that with such authority. <laughs> I know. Well, everybody's like, got everybody's got secrets. Everyone's got secrets. But yeah, I like I like that. I love, I love Tom. <laughs> but yeah, Tom, because you because if it would be like Land shouted it out, I wouldn't have thought. Oh, that's, that's unusual. But Tom says it. And it's like Tom, man. What, what have you done in your life? <laughs> what Tom's seen some shit. Tell tell me, Tom. Tell me about this shit. <laughs> so yes so we're, we're treated to that little nugget and so off they continue running and the horns continue uh, behind them <laughs> I think uh, again uh, Rand mentions how sad the first set of horns sound <laughs> when he hears them like they know that they've managed to escape through this first fist it's very sad horn how do you know war cries has horns Rand how do you know this stuff well, how many miles of the way? How many miles away are they now, Rand? Five, apparently. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> he says they're about well, they, five. He says they're about five miles away. <laughs> hey, that's some that's some 
next level uh, sensory perception there, buddy. He knows they're five miles away, and he knows they're a bit upset. <laughs> the person blowing it is upset. That Almost bit, like uh, he can see into the dark one's mind. Yeah. I don't think hmm. he can, can he? <laughs> My next note has cresting another hill, Yep. and they see the whole of the enemy host. And not one, but three cabins. Three cabins. Sounds like an 80s sitcom. The three cabins. Welcome to the three cabins. <laughs> <laughs> A show about three cabins. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. That's right. I've, so, I've still got a bit of a chest from last week as well. <laughs> but um, you sound you sound beautiful. But yes, so they uh, they're trying to run away, uh, but the trollocs are slowly slowly catching them up. And yes, like you say, they they finally crest the hill, and as they're cresting the hill, they can see the uh, three fists of trollocs cresting the hill behind them. <laughs> just the sight alone is just enough to set you know. Mount, you know, just yes. melancholy, depression, like, oh my god, what are we going to do now? Oh, shit. And yeah. uh, what, what do we do now? We we let Moraine do her shit. Yes. She oh goes She goes crazy. She, she, I got her, she cast an earthquake and a flame wall. <laughs> well, yeah, so um, we, <laughs> women, Ace to die in general, aren't supposed to be very good <laughs> with um, earth and fire. Yeah. Earth and fire. And yeah, Moraine just you know she she calmly gets off of a horse, <laughs> reaches into a pocket, pulls out her little angry owl, which yep. Ren takes note of, and she go she just stands there, she twills her little uh, her little wand around whatever it is her staff, her staff. and plants it into the floor. Oh, and it goes, in this world, are you crazy, man? <laughs> I know, I know, sorry. <laughs> and it goes, Bing! you know, like it's <laughs> like a like a wood like an like a metal spoon hitting an iron pot. Goes, then it goes quiet, and then the noise starts to come back, and then from Rumble. and then from Moraine's feet ripples out the earth <laughs> slowly, like a tidal wave, rippling out, and just starts absolutely throwing the trollocs everywhere. <laughs> now, if they do this scene for the TV show, I want that exact same sound effect, ding, that you just did. I want them to record, ask you to record <laughs> that noise and have them do that in the TV show. <laughs> Guys, Twitter on Prime. I'm here for you guys. <laughs> you want me to make you want me to make the noise of uh, what sounds like iron hitting iron? I'm here. <laughs> but yeah, she causes like a gigantic ripple earthquake to roll out and take like knock all the trollocs over. But the Kevins aren't affected. The Kevins just continue to walk forward slowly, raising their swords in the air as one. Because they kind of glide. They don't. It's not like they're bound to the ground. They, they move in a gliding fashion, so it's almost like anything anything done to the earth just does not affect them. Yeah, they're, they're bang on it. <laughs> and so Moraine uh, casts her second spell of the day. <laughs> she summons a wall of fire from out of nowhere. And like this is three fists of Trolloc, right? So this is, uh, there's like 300 Trollocs and three Murdrill. So this mm-hmm. is a this is taking up quite a bit of space. So this is a huge amount of fire. And they're out in the open, the open, because you get, it's not like they're enclosed in an area or in a forest. I think they're just out in the open because you can see them from the top of the hill. Yes, exactly. So it's just, this thing, man, it's just amazing. This is Moraine being absolutely balls out, like, amazing. You <laughs> shall not pass. Yeah, she's just incredible. She gets off a horse plants her thing in the ground, makes an earthquake, makes a wall of fire burst out on the floor, which starts like ripping through the trollocs and keeping the murderer at bay. And those poor Kevins. <laughs> they don't like fire, man. 
<laughs> Poor Kevins, huh? Poor Kevins. They don't like the fire. And, no! uh, and then, yeah, and then Moraine starts to collapse and land lightning fast, jumps off his horse, picks her up. <laughs> well, yeah, because he, he, he probably even knew as she's casting, she's like, oh, she's going to be done after this. <laughs> yep. And she, yeah, she almost passes out. And it's kind of like she does mention as, as land picks her up and they all start to leave and continue heading north to try and get away. Because this isn't like she hasn't wiped out the army, but she's held slowed them. Yeah, she's slowed them down. She's holding them there for a little bit while they try and bugger off. And they stop <coughs> they stop for a moment just so that um she can get a tiny bit of rest. And she says, Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm not very good with wind uh, with fire and earth. <laughs> it's just like you're not very good with fire and earth and you just did that. You just lit it up. You just lit it up, girl. You just destroyed the entire hill. <laughs> seeing where she specifically has Nynaeve for some. No, that that that, that comes that, later. She's, that she's comes still later, very right? much not 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 going with Nynaeve's herbs at the moment. No, okay. <laughs> you know, Nynaeve's trying to push the cannabis on her. <laughs> like, Come on, just one puff, you feel much better. <laughs> First one's always free. Yeah, and Marine's like, no, 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 I'm alright for the moment. <laughs> but no, this is where she um, she wheels her staff over everyone's head and then sends their scent going the other direction. Yep, that's a, the <laughs> one last spell to, to make the decoy trail yeah, to send she, the enemy, you know, yeah. send Again, them the other way. Something we don't really see any other Ace of Die do later on in the game. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It's just like, yeah. it's just like Robert Jordan just done, done all this magic. Yeah, that's for the first book. Now what am I going to do? <laughs> but, but yeah, that's one thing that sanderson is always good about is is keeping track of his magic yes He's, sanderson sanderson was a master is a master of that specific literary theme is is magic systems and keeping it honest keeping it grounded in some sort of reality and and avoiding the you know the harry potter syndrome yeah he actually, he actually employs, like whole teams of people to keep an eye on that stuff as well yes <laughs> and so sometimes when he writes a book he like submits like you know the first quarter of the book and then people send it back to him saying uh you can't do this because this person's actually on another planet <laughs> or you can't do this because this magic doesn't work that way. He's like, oh, <laughs> but it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So his stuff's even got so complicated that he can't remember it, and he has to employ yeah. other people to remember it. <laughs> hey, I love that fact, though. <laughs> it it works out. <laughs> it so they, they agree now with 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 Moraine in such a spent state. Um, the, the the fists being slowed but not stopped. They they decide they got to find shelter. Stat. Yep. So Marine finally caves and agrees to go with Land's third option, which they still won't tell us what it bloody is. <laughs> I was doing the very end, very last line of the book. Yeah, I know, but it's just like, yeah, okay, we'll do what you want to do, Land. I'm too tired to argue. <laughs> Where are we going? Uh, it's called uh, Shadar Logoth. No, oh, uh, that sounds like a fun place. Oh no, what's um, what's what's the actual name of it? Aridol. Aridol is it? Yes. So, so yeah, they go. They continue north, uh, but I think they go slightly east. No, westerly, um, and they they start to see something creeping up on the horizon, and then as they get a bit closer, they realise, and like the boys, Matt Perrin and Rand, all start going, "Holy crap, that's a city!" And it's about fifty <laughs> times the size of Berlin, and it's just like, "What's Berlin it doing?" Was the big city. Yeah, this this thing's fifty times as big, and yeah, Perrin's the one who points out, says, "Look, it's covered in vines, and the vines are actually pulling the walls down. And look, all the watchtowers are like crumbling to pieces." So. This is a dead city. <laughs> and they're like, what the hell is there it doing? There ain't nothing here. Yeah, it's like, what the hell is it doing here in the woods? And then this is where Moraine pops up and goes, oh, have I got some news for you? <laughs> this is Arendelle. 
which used to one day be a, uh, an ally to Mount Everin. Hey, save it! I save it! I think I think we have the makings of another Tellings of the Wheel segment here. Uh, well, I think we do, but I think that's in the next chapter. All right, so all after, right. After the next chapter, will be a Tellings. Don't give everything away. No, no. Okay. But she, yeah, she explains the history of this place. Um, and yeah, she says it was once an ally to Mount Everin. I, I just love the way she pops up as if like, ah, oh, this is this is my moment to get a bit of plot deposition. <laughs> Teaching moment. <laughs> Let's let you guys know what's going on for a moment. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so it was once an ally to Mount Efren, um, but it was then Arundel <coughs> died and became evil, and it is now known by a different name. The name, and this is the last last two letters of the um, last two words of the chapter: Shadow Logarth. Shadow Logarth. Shadow Logarth says Kevin. <laughs> Kevin no like Shadow Logarth. Such a happy, such a happy place. <laughs> such a happy place. Uh, <laughs> yes, and that's where the chapter ends. Yes. Shadow yes. on so, on the news of Shadow Logarth. We're all standing. We're all standing at the at the opening of this fifty times the size of Berlin, dead city. Yeah, I think I think land takes them right up to the uh, like an entrance gateway, which they explained. I don't know they say like it's wide enough to fit fifty men abreast. So this was obviously a place with a big army at some point <laughs> to let fifty people abreast through. Yep, or a big trading point. But yeah, for some reason now it's just dumped in the middle of the woods doing nothing. It's always a shame because like. <laughs> I can never find it. I mean, I, I, when I look at the maps that Jordan gives you, it's I don't believe it's located on here. So I always like, oh, I can never find it. No, oh, I thought it was. Unless, unless my eyes are deceiving me. <laughs> um, well, or you know what? It is Berlin to rivers. Think, so yeah, you go from the so you go from Berlin and you want to head east towards Whitebridge, and it should be somewhere in between the two of them. Yeah, it's somewhere the there, but I don't see it marked on the original map. I must have a bad version, or maybe it's right on the seam because it goes right across the seam. The map, be, the map spans be. two pages. Ah, oh, okay, yeah, it should be really close to. Um, so, just for people, <laughs> people listening, <laughs> it should be fairly close to. Um, uh, what do you call it? The Tarandale. So yeah, it should be close to the Tarandale, somewhere between uh, Bearlon and Whitebridge. Whitebridge. That's what you're I'm sure for. I'll be corrected. <laughs> is it? Is I it like to I like to open my mouth and say things that I'm not sure about. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just trying to get a picture of the map up. <laughs> uh, see, I'm looking at the map that came with the first book. Yeah, I've got. See, I haven't got the first book. I've seemed to have lost it somewhere along the lines. So I've got the second book. That helps. <laughs> 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 There's a map in the second book. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm I'm sure it's not there. <laughs> um, oh boy! But so yeah, Emmonsfield, Bearlong. Yeah, it doesn't look to be on this map, but yeah, it's somewhere in those hills. They wanted. They didn't want to desecrate the map by by locating by pinpointing where Shared Isle of Goth is. Yeah, well, it's one of the towns. It's it's one of the towns where a few major things happen. Ish. Like, you know, they go there to escape this army. It's <laughs> chasing them up and down the river from Whitebridge, to, from Bearlon to Whitebridge. Yeah, they, it's a dead town. There's nothing there. Or is there? There's nothing here. <laughs> nothing for you to find. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yes. So, so this will take us right into readings with Rob. Um, for this chapter, as I teased earlier, I took, I took the uh, war cries in the beginning of the battle with with the fist and Kevin, so we, get, 
Manatherin, Manatherin. Manatherin. I'd be like, Emmonsville, bitch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Represent. <laughs> Emmonsville. Give them an area code just so they can say it. For the 212, bitch. <laughs> Two Rivers Posse. <laughs> Evansville forever. North Road, bitches. <laughs> uh, yes, so here we go with greetings with Rob. And now, the Taviren present to you readings with Rob. Below them, just starting up the slope, marched Trollocs carrying poles tipped with great loops of rope or long hooks. Many Trollocs. The line stretched far to either side, the ends out of sight. But at its center, directly in front of land, a fade road. The Murdraw seemed to hesitate as the humans appeared atop the hill. But in the next instant, it produced a sword with the black blade Rand remembered so queasily and waved it over its head. The line of Trollocs scrambled forward. Even before the Murdraw moved, Lan's sword was in his hand. Stay with me, he cried. And Mandar plunged down the slope towards the Trollocs. Fall the seven towers, he shouted. Rand gulped and booted the grave forward, and the whole group of them streamed after the water. He was surprised to find Tam's sword in his fist. Caught up by Lan's cry, he found his own. Matherin! Matherin! Perrin took it up. Mainathrin! Mainathrin! But Matt shouted, Cry Al Caldazar! Cry An Elisande! Al Elisande! The Fade's head turned from the Trollocs to the riders charging towards him. The black sword froze over its head, and the opening of its cow swiveled, searching among the oncoming horsemen. Then Lan was on the Murdral as the human folk fell on the Trolloc line. Water's blade met black steel from the forges at Thakandar with clang like a great bell, the toll echoing in the hollows, a flash of blue light filling the air like sheep lightning. Beast-muzzled, almost men swarmed around each of the humans, catch poles and hooks flailing. Only Lan and the Murdrals did they avoid. Those two fought in a clear circle, black horses matching step for step, Swords matching stroke for stroke, the air flashed and peeled. Cloud rolled his eyes and screamed, rearing and lashing out with his hooves at the snarling, sharp-toothed faces surrounding him. Heavy bodies crowded shoulder to shoulder around him. Digging his heels in ruthlessly, Rand forced the grey on regardless. Swinging his sword with little of the skill Lan had tried to impart, hacking as if hewing wood. Edway. Desperately, he searched for her as he kicked the grey onward, slashing a path through the hairy bodies as though chopping undergrowth. Mulrain's white mare dashed and cut at the slightest touch of the Aes Sedai's hands on the reins. Her face was as hard as Lan's as her staff lashed out. Flame enveloped Trollocs, then burst with a near roar that left mishappen forms unmoving on the ground. Nine even Egwain rode close to the Aes Sedai with frantic urgency. Teeth bared almost as fiercely as a Trollocs, belt knives in hand. Those short blades would be no use at all if a Trolloc came close. Rand tried to turn Cloud towards them, but the Grey had the bit in his teeth. Screaming and kicking, Cloud struggled forward, however hard Rand tugged at the reins. 
around the three women, a space opened as Trollocs tried to flee from Maureen's staff. But as they attempted to avoid her, she sought them out. Fires roared, and the Trollocs howled in rage and fury. Above roar and howl crashed the tolling of the warder's sword against the Murdrals. The air flared blue around them, then flared again, again. That was Readings with Rob. If there's a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to have read on the podcast, simply tweet us at TavirNPod with your request. And that was Readings with Rob. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed uh, the, um, the war cries. <laughs> and for Kelpazar, that was a totally serious rendition. No humor in it at all. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we also tease, we're probably another chapter or two away from our next Tellings of the Wheel segment. Are you gathering your notes there, Billiam? Pressure. <laughs> uh, I've got the I've got the stuff all ready to go. I've just got recorded. So, awesome. Like I said, hopefully we'll do next week's episode, and then the week after that, I should do a Tellings of the Wheel. Uh, okay. So again, no, no one's actually said, "Oh, I hate this." So I'm, I'm still going to keep doing it. <laughs> I love, I loved it. Uh, so yeah, let, let me know, guys. Let me know on Twitter if you like it. Let us know on our Discord. There'll be links below for our Discord. And um, uh, yeah, or, or if you rate and review us on whatever podcatching apps you use, just let us know. <laughs> yeah, still, still leaves a taste in my mouth. We're everywhere. Like I said, even, even, even our, even our producer Tyler, he's, he's got a Instagram. He's got Facebook, I believe. Um, yeah. Again, all, all the YouTube stuff. Yep, and he's in charge. Yeah, he's in charge of the YouTube stuff, and even we have even more things planned. Indeed. So yes, so join along with us if you are reading along with us, guys. The next episode will be just chapter nineteen, Shadows Waiting. Um, and I don't That's think we, we haven't got another we haven't got another double up until chapter twenty one. So we're all, awesome. we're all right for a little bit. Okay. The guy so, here says Shadows Waiting. Visit visit scenic Shadar Loga, a lovely <laughs> place to raise a family. I can see like an old fifties like painting of like of like a family like at the new house and like a baby like oh, like picket like fence like a travel agent thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome to Shadow Lowlands Travel Agency. <laughs> your one stop shop. You'll never want to go to Vegas again. Probably because you'll be dead. <laughs> Anybody offers you treasure? <laughs> Just say no. <laughs> So yes, Shadow. So chapter nineteen, Shadows Waiting. It's going to be a good one. Um, Oh yes, very excited. Yep, some some good some good uh, banter, some some Matt Matt doing Matt things, which leads to Matt doing Matt things, Rand doing Rand things. Rand doing Rand things, which is like somewhere between Matt and Perrin. Yeah. Okay, sure. Well, <laughs> I'm beginning. I'm beginning to realize that's that. Like that idea. Let's do that. I'm beginning to realize wrong? that on this reread that you know, like Matt's the super silly one, Perrin's the super serious one, and Rand just seems to switch between the two. <laughs> in, the, in these early books he's just like sometimes he's just like no 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 come on we've got to be serious you know we're being chased and then other times he's just like yeah i'm gonna stand here and we'll laugh at some white pipes <laughs> or, like, or in the last chapter that we did with i did with rich where he goes down and gets a glass of water glass of milk oh, and yeah. face in the face i thought that was the funniest thing you know of all the of all the things that jordan could have rain do he has him go get a glass of milk glass like, of milk. oh my god that is i could just picture him with the milk mustache being face to face with kevin <laughs> that scene is priceless in my in my mind be like, oh no! <laughs> Put my milk down first. Hold on. Tam, Tam. Oh, yes. Anyway, well, I'm I'm done. My 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 voice. You are. Survived. That's yeah. a first. <laughs> yeah, my voice my voice has survived. Survived. I can feel it getting a little bit sore. 
I'm still not quite over my illness. Getting so whatever the big wheel of time news is later on today, we will be bringing that to you first thing next week. Yeah, you heard it here first, people. You heard it here, <laughs> there 37. Is, there is going to be some news today. <laughs> and, and, then, and then they're going to tweet, oh, no, we meant next week. <laughs> In that case, we'll give it to you in two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Anyway, whatever happens, don't let the trollops give it to you. Let the wheel weave as the wheel wills. Yes, and watch out for those fisted trollops. <laughs> Keep both eyes on Kevin. Don't trust they'll, that guy. They'll, 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 you'll come away with something you don't want. <laughs> <laughs> we could say Kevin's from Utah instead of New Jersey. Let's say he's from Utah. Uh, I don't know much about Utah. Well, I know, I know, I know some people. We, we know some people from Utah. We can say Kevin's are from Utah. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yes, I'm going to edit this stuff out. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> let's stop there. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'm off. I'm off to get uh, some tea from. Um, <laughs> I'm off, I'm off to get some herbs from Nine Eve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go find Rain and, and learn how to discern five miles away noise from ten miles away noise. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks for that, Rain. <laughs> See you guys later. See you Take later. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to continue the conversation, tap into the One Power and contact us on Twitter at TavirenPod. You can also contact Bill at Metunica and Rich at HailBlue1569. You can also reach Rob at his website, Digging, D-I-G-G-I-N, DiggingDeepSports.com. And, as always... We will see you at the Wine Spring Inn. Here's to another great podcast, gentlemen. Cheers! Ah, damn it, Bill! Not again! Brad, can you get another round of pints for me and the boys? Yes, yes, again. No, Bill, this time. Thank you, Brad. Much, much appreciated. Now, where were we, men? Actually, I believe it's Rich's turn at the stone's table. Hmm? What's that you say? No, no, I don't think all set will have that. friends, this is Troidal Power, host of the Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. And I'm inviting you to listen to Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. You can find it and a lot of other weird shows at probablywork.com. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. My voice is so... <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah, I wonder if I get Damien Marley to play Jamaican Land. <laughs>